Lead by DH Radio. In this special of Lead called the Reads of the Week, we discuss the books which we have read for the past one week and let you know what we think of them. So, uh, joining me today is my colleague L Subramani. Hi, sir, and welcome to DH Radio. Hello, Ahmed. Uh, thank you very much for for having me here and. Uh, as always it's a pleasure to discuss uh, books with you it is always it's my pleasure too <laughs> it's it's fantastic that we discuss books every week and yes. wow if you are a bibliophile or the one who loves books this is the podcast for you so uh, going straight ahead sir what was your read of the week i have two books to discuss this week two uh, for two distinctly different reasons one is mm-hmm. uh, uh, karunanidhi Uh, the biography by vasanti um and uh, which is which is published uh, uh, in september 2020 and secondly uh, on uh, the occasion of international women's day there's a book on uh, you know a woman's quest or a, a woman's struggle with infertility and uh, you know how she handled it emotionally it's a book uh, by yeah. rohini rajagopal and it's very intriguingly titled what a lemon squeezer is doing in my vagina okay that that sounds very eccentric the title yes <laughs> so okay let's go to the first book uh, so what about karunanidhi's biography tell me about it i'm excited <laughs> wonderful so karunanidhi's biography as you know the tamil nadu elections are just about uh, a few weeks from now april the mm-hmm. 6th yep. and uh, you know this is uh, probably the first election in which uh, Uh, Karunanidhi's son and his chosen successor uh, M K Stalin is, is going to lead from the front. This is the first uh, assembly election in which uh, uh, you know Karuna Karunanidhi is not uh, Karunanidhi is present is going to be missing, um, and his son is going to operate uh, things from the front. Uh, that that being the background, I thought uh, I'll just pick up uh, this book and uh, and read. And also, this is the quite recent one by Vasanti. uh uh published in september 2020 uh, okay. as i was telling you before uh, this uh, biography follows her uh, biography on jayalalitha called amma which is which is the 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 basis on which uh, you know the web web series about uh, jayalalitha was shot by uh, gautam vasudev menon and uh, sort of uh, uh, made a splutter uh, i think around about a couple of years back or maybe a year back or so um, again uh, vasanti has been a a a, a, a journalist uh, who is very proficient in both english and tamil she grew up in bangalore she continues to live there by the way and uh, she was the editor of the india today tamil in chennai for quite a few years in the 90s basically oh okay and uh, that that's when uh, uh, according to her uh, in in uh, you know the introduction to the biography of karunanidhi she says that that was when you know she started to uh, understand tamil politics from a from a, a closer uh, home you know yeah. and uh, she says that uh, uh, you know it it wasn't very uh, uh, you know cordial yeah, to begin with uh, she happened to write a very scathing uh, editorial it wasn't it was she who wrote it by the way she uh-huh. was the editor of india today and someone else wrote a very uh, um, a, a sort of a scathing editorial on karunanidhi's uh, family family mm-hmm. has been a very touching subject a very very touchy subject because uh, you know uh, there was the open secret uh, the, the 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 rivalry between uh, uh, mk alagiri and uh, mk stalin and there's a very open uh, sort of a secret yeah. uh, both in the party and outside uh, uh, you know even an ordinary follower of politics in tamil nadu would know what was happening there and um, uh, she wrote something along those about that about his succession or about his family one of those things and that created a big uh, a sort of a, a flutter and then uh, you know it became a controversy of sorts Mm-hmm. and and karunanidhi as a like samna uh, uh, in uh, in uh, sivasena karunanidhi's uh, 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 party also has a mouthpiece called murasoli so ah, murasoli yeah. uh, they wrote uh, something very derogatory about vasanti and then uh, oh. she was torn apart she was completely torn apart in the sense you know uh, oh how could she write like this about us 
you know some some editorial or a piece of a comment piece was written on those lines and sometime later uh, there was a request from her publication from delhi that uh, they needed an interview of uh, karunanidhi <laughs> oh god so it was like uh, yeah, it, it was, was a precarious was, position for an editor <laughs> absolutely absolutely and uh, like any publication of course uh, you know they won't take no for an answer you can't say that you know they or that i i landed in trouble and you know you can't expect me to ask him or something like that so what she did was um, she called up karunanidhi's private secretary and then you know she said who she was and then wanted and then that man said how you have the gall to call us and ask for an interview how can you do that and then plum he slammed the phone okay so, so then she she didn't know what to do and then i think she had nirupama subramanian as her uh, the correspondent uh, uh, you know and then both these ladies went and stood before murasuli office okay. and uh, it's about you know it's it's usual that karunanidhi's car enters that that gate at about 10:30 every day mm-hmm. and then uh, you know these two two women were standing there for some time and then karunanidhi's car uh, was just passing them and then it stopped and then karunanidhi rolled down the the glass and then you know asked them what do you want then she said you know we are from so and so we are so and so we are from so and so publication we want your interview <laughs> then he said okay you come come to gopalapuram gopalapuram is his residence and he said okay uh-huh. i'll give you an interview there and then you know the next day he she was anticipating that you know karunanidhi is going to give her a dressing down about the the the, the editorial very piece that, that that was written about his family and about himself but then karunanidhi was very apologetic to her saying that you know it was uh, not the right way yeah, to it was it was the the editorial that was written against her the comment piece written against her in murasoli it wasn't shown to me so you know i i wasn't aware of it after i mean uh, when when it was published and then oh. you know it was like a kind of an apology that he was delivering to her instead of uh, you know attacking her for what she wrote so that kind of triggered something in her that that kind of created the curiosity and then she wanted to kind of follow this man um you mm. know there are there are a lot of things uh, that uh, this book reveals to you about karunanidhi um and you know let's let's talk about a few things but i i just want to read a lot i mean i want to leave, leave a lot of things uh, 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 in order uh, not to sort of uh, you know uh, drop any spoilers for our uh, readers but at the same time i want to also talk about the most important uh, things that uh, this, this book talks about which will make them go and read uh-huh see karunanidhi has this habit of uh, you know creating a very close relationship with the media um oh, see okay. if you want to contrast karunanidhi and jayalalitha jayalalitha stayed away from the press because uh, she was in the high citadel basically so exactly and and then she she always looked at the press with a little bit of a suspicion you know mm-hmm. um so it it, it was like uh, you know it, it it's her government mm. that uh, foisted a lot of uh, defamation cases against the press oh, and okay. uh, and uh, there is this uh, tabloid uh, magazine called nakiran mm-hmm. and uh, you know about nakiran gopal uh, who who uh, negotiated uh, you know uh, for uh, dr rajkumar's release during release, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know hostage taking hostage of him so that nakiran that magazine the magazine that that's run by him they they always say they're very critical about jayalalitha so you know um she she allowed uh, uh, of course not officially <laughs> she allowed her goons to vandalize the office <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know uh, uh, put him on false cases uh, and you know it was basically uh, you know press and jalalta uh, uh, in general not so good relation yeah. and you won't get any scoop from her uh, you know uh, government you know it's always like okay. you know it's going to uh bland as a bombshell you know uh so so but karunanidhi on the other hand mm-hmm. uh, was very very cordial with the he respected the press partially because uh, he began his career as a journalist ha you know, back in the 1940s uh th- that was after his first marriage uh mm-hmm. he went to erode 
and then uh, he worked with E.V. Ramasamy Nayakar with this uh, Periyar. Yeah, that's how he came under the influence, right? Yes, yes. He was he was he was very very influenced by the the Dravidian movement, the first the Justice mm-hmm. Party, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know when Periyar took it over, he he made the name Dravidar Karham DK, mm-hmm. and DK was running a newspaper called Kudiyaras, which is Republic. So mm-hmm. he was the deputy editor, or uh, the you know, part of the editorial staff, and then uh, you know, so that's how he began his career, and from yeah. there he went into films, writing scripts for some of the blockbusters in Tamil, yeah, case uh, that also launched Shivaji Ganesan, ah, and, yeah, uh, and MGR, MGR, MGR was a friend, you know, is uh, MGR was a follower of Congress, and it was Karunanidhi who persuaded him to to join uh, the DMK. DMK. uh so so that is how he began so the journalism background uh, hmm. made him respect journalists so what will happen invariably is that vasathi says that when you write something good about him or even bad or critical about him the first person that you will get a call from at 5:30 in the morning will be from karunanidhi you know oh. he has a very he has a very scruffy scratchy voice mm-hmm. and then you know he will just say that you know i'm karunanidhi and then you know either he will say that you know wow it's a good article and i'm very i'm very happy that you praised me for uh, mm-hmm. a scheme that my government launched or whatever or it will be the other way around you know it's very unfair of you to have criticized me like this and then uh, uh, you know i mean i can't i can't resist but give this as an example so, uh, there was at one time uh, in which uh, you know he was either criticized for something or um, um you know i i'm not exactly able to recall wherein he spoke about you know if it was a brahmin these people wouldn't have said it because i'm a shudra they criticized oh. me or something to that effect he said regarding an incident that happened mm-hmm. and then um, vasanthi was aghast because uh, you know whatever it is he is the chief minister he was the chief minister of the state and uh, the chief minister is a very high and a powerful position and a, a person who is sitting in a powerful powerful position won't be it, it's not right for him to talk about caste in that way you know nobody is going to say anything against him because of his caste okay the first thing that comes to mind is that he is a chief minister so she wrote that she wrote that you know it is it is very unbecoming of a of a chief minister to to play the caste card or something something to the effect and lo and behold uh, she gets a call at 5:30 in the morning and then uh, you know he started justifying his comment you know yeah i mean imagine getting a call at 5:30 in the morning like you finished the edition at two, what 1 or 12:30 <laughs> you hardly get any sleep <laughs> you get a call from none other than the chief minister. The chief minister. I can understand that. Yeah. You know, and then and then he, this man goes on justifying it, and then she said she said just the one thing, just that one thing. She said, maybe you are right about a lot of things, but let's not forget that you are the chief minister. You are you are in a very high and a dignified position. For a person of your caliber and your dignity, and the fact that you are a writer. you shouldn't be saying things like this and uh, karunanidhi fell silent for a minute and then he replied saying that you know you may be a brahmin but you are a very different brahmin <laughs> or something to that effect <laughs> nice so, one yeah i yes. mean his his one line as i mean yeah karunanidhi you just is you know i'll tell you when indira gandhi died hmm. he delivered a eulogy in tamil oh Okay. I was about 14 years. I was uh, I was 14, 15 years, and you know that even I'm talking about 1984. It's about uh, 40 years. Yeah. It still remains fresh in my mind. You know what he said? He said the Indian Peninsula is not surrounded by ocean, mm. but the tears of people. Ah. Okay, but it 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 it. it's it's even more elegant when you tell this in tamil but that that's the eloquence of his language and the and the and the ability uh, uh, to use language in a very effective way effective way yeah, yeah. so so I mean, 
Yeah. No sorry. one can beat Karnanidhi in, in those. Even the dialogues of some of the movies, like wow. I mean, it's he he is a deadly combination. You know, like you have like a politician who is a journalist and who is also a writer. So you have that. You know, he can he can make you spellbound. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, he she says he also makes the life easy for a researcher because he himself has written a six volume autobiography. Six. Oh, he himself has volume. done. That. Yes. Okay, I didn't know this. Wow. Yes. Six volumes. Uh, yeah, six volumes. It's it's called uh, 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 you know true to true to my heart. Wow. Okay, or justice to my heart, if you want to translate that. Uh, and I think Vasanti herself has either translated or uh, um, or read that. Mm-hmm. And then every day for about fifty years, he wrote letter, which was published in Morasoli for the DMK cadres every day. you know people every, sometimes every day so is it still is it still being uh, published in mercily yes 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 i think stalin I mean, writes it uh, although no. i suspect how frequently is is another question no no But, I, what i meant is like since karnanidhi has written it like for 50 years yeah. by the time you publish okay no, no, this is for the dailies this is like oh, dailies. Know, okay. for the oh. dailies so, okay. so um it it is something like a daily uh, editorial sort of a thing but it okay, is okay. It, it comes in the name of karunanidhi written to his cadres you know uh-huh. uh, so it it that that runs into some um, some some thousands and, uh, and and millions of words and on top of it all his speeches in the assembly have been uh, you know collected and published mm-hmm. <laughs> and this man never rested see that the good the other good thing about karunanidhi is he wrote every day of his life and I mean, something or the other gets published you know so uh, this is see 1969 he became the the chief minister till his death in 2018 or probably when he became incapacitated about 2015 um, mm-hmm. there's a huge volume of uh, work the body of work he left behind is phenomenal Uh, as, as as someone who is a who is a literary figure uh, you can have differences with him but he respected people even with whom he had uh, serious differences for example vajpai yeah. um, you know during the emergency you know they kind of uh, got together you know because he was part of the uh, of of the janata party the janata uh, parivar that that questioned uh, and criticized indira gandhi for for the emergency of course that's the the different it's a different matter that you know he's a, a wily politician that he was um you know 1980 she she immediately sort of uh, he immediately uh, established an alliance with uh, with indira gandhi um uh, in 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 his quest to defeat mgr but he he couldn't he couldn't dislodge mgr even in 1980 uh, in spite of his alliance with uh, the powerful the indira gandhi on a comeback you know she she, she kind of swept the whole country Uh, uh in the lok sabha polls but uh, in the assembly elections uh, he couldn't he couldn't dislodge mgr so that that's the you know th- that's the survival instinct that you will see in a politician you can criticize him for that you know 1976 he criticizes uh, he calls indira gandhi a dictator because of the for, for the emergency uh, that she imposed mm-hmm. and four years later she says you know uh, in a in a public meeting he says that oh nehru's daughter uh you please come to give us you know uh-huh. a stable government <laughs> nice i mean that that's the politician in him speaking yeah. exactly so the the essence of the uh, the biography is uh, you know karunanidhi's change how he trusted two people and sort of he felt betrayed by both of them and how he started to sort of fall back on his family Uh, uh you know to to, to sort of uh, uh, station his family around him and finally even his own family sort of uh, let him down that that it's a tragic story it's a, if you look at uh, this biography it's a very tragic story first the first part of the story is about uh, you know periyar and annadurai and karunanidhi where uh, you know annadurai and karuna periyar and and annadurai have a, they are having a fallout in 1949 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's basically about uh, periyar not wanting to contest elections he didn't want to participate in the electoral politics mm-hmm. um, andadurai of course was a youngster i mean they were they were very pretty young at that time 
and they wanted to uh, you know sort of uh, get into the election uh, and then uh, and then uh, you know okay of course yeah they want to be in power uh, so there's no two ways about it uh, that that created the split and then uh, the dmk was formed in 1949 in uh, a small place called robinson park in chennai um, see there is a there is a lot of coincidence you know if you go to uh, uh, the, if you look at the history of shiv sena it huh. was was uh, created it was formed in uh, shivaji park in in mumbai huh. <laughs> and uh, you know it's it's just very similar so yeah so what uh, in 1950s uh, uh, karnadi and mgr become very good friends and then uh, anna durai starts to depend i mean he, he kind of leans over on these two men karnadi and mm-hmm. mgr mm-hmm. karnadi for his political organization his administrative skills um see he's a is one guy who learn things very quickly see mm-hmm. for a man who is not even uh, uh, very well educated uh, his command over tamil and his literature you know they speak a lot about uh, you know his is is reading habits for example so he learns things quickly so he's a very good administrator on the other hand mgr brought in the most important uh, you know thing which is publicity Uh, a, a sort of a good image among people you know he used his films yeah. to create uh, cultivate the image that you know dmk is 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 a kind of an alternative is is uh, you know the party for the future and um, so once karuna anna anna's passing um, karunaradi of course uh, uh, look uh, leveraged mgr's support he was fifth in the line Mm-hmm. he was not he was not the 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 preferred or uh, even the the anointed successor of uh, annadurai it wasn't the case uh, it was it was rather a guy called nedinjerian um, oh. who who yeah he was nedinjerian nedinjerian is number 2 in uh, in karunanadi's cabinet and uh, unfortunately you know it was number 5 which is karunanadi who uh, who kind of uh, manipulated the whole thing and he became uh, the chief minister basically because of mgr's support less than 2 years they have a bitter fallout because uh, uh, you know mgr wasn't very comfortable that karunaradi wasn't giving him a, a ministerial position and it is like and karunaradi will not wouldn't have given because probably he wasn't very comfortable with mgr uh, in the cabinet because it will create two power centers you know uh, um, it it was a, it was similar to what uh, uh, would have happened if uh, rahul gandhi had become a minister of manmohan singh government he oh, created okay. two power centers yeah so he wasn't comfortable with it and mgr was pretty annoyed by that and so he started to question the ministry the ministers the government uh, uh, you know he even started to you know insinuate that the government is corrupt and somewhere uh, you know uh, they had a very bitter fallout and he created uh, the anna dmk and then you know uh, in 1972 onwards they were like the the, the opposites of each, the diametric opposites of each other so that was a betrayal for karun karunanidhi kind of considered that as a betrayal um you know and then uh, the emergency comes and then uh, the second betrayal happens sometime during 1992 93 this is uh, this is also a very very trying very critical time for uh, for karuna because see he he is almost uh, you know uh, uh, kind of uh, revived himself from a position of extinction um i'll tell you why in 1989 karunaradi comes back to power after mgr's demise because uh, basically you know admk was split between uh, jayalalitha faction and uh, mrs janaki children uh, there were two factions and uh, and uh, you know that the division of votes uh, naturally gives dmk the advantage and uh, he comes back to power but not even two years into the into his uh, administration uh, his government was dismissed by the chandrashekar government at the center which was propped up by uh, rajiv gandhi which mm-hmm. was in alliance with the ai admk back then no. so okay. uh, you know and then the, the reason given was uh, even damning actually even more damning at that time uh, uh, you know because uh, the, you know there was this uh, insinuation that that karunanidhi created the atmosphere for ltte to operate in tamil nadu oh. and uh, uh, and you know sort of uh, encourage the terrorist activities in in tamil nadu so it was it was that reason it was that was given as a reason for his dismissal so it was already he was already in the dumps so in that election that followed after rajiv gandhi's assassination 
there was only two or I think he was two, two seat or even one seat that DMK happened to win. I mean, they were wiped out completely. And Karunanidhi uh, won his, ele- his election uh, uh, that year as an MLA and he resigned his MLA position because, uh, uh, you know, as, as probably taking moral responsibility for what happened to his party. Shortly after that, uh, there was a very bitter fallout with Waiko. See, Waiko, uh, you know, Waiko, Waiko is a spent force now. Of course, if you look at Waiko, this election, yeah. uh, you know, DMK has just given them, uh, given him his party, it's just about six seats. Mm. And they're contesting in DMK symbol, not in their own symbol. They don't even have an own symbol, I think. Yeah. So, uh, but Waiko at that time uh, was a very powerful lieutenant of Karunanadi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he was resenting the fact that Karunanadi was actually grooming Stalin to take over the party. It was, it was a kind of a, you know, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't very comfortable. See, the, the, that's what, he, the irony of history is that the same Waiko is now uh, you know, made a public pledge that he will make Stalin the chief minister. But that's a different thing. So this is nine. <laughs> I mean, it's these are all ones for the books. <laughs> it's just exactly you know, uh, like how Karunanidhi once condemned uh, Indira Gandhi, and then later, you know, sort of went on to uh, you know uh, have an alliance with uh, with with Indira Gandhi. It is it is more or less like that. Um, but yeah, but back then what happened was uh, you know he trusted Vaiko a lot. Vaiko had a, uh, made a secret visit to Sri Lanka without Karunanadi's knowledge. Vaiko, of course, is open. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a well-known fact that uh, he's a sympathizer of LTTE. So he made a visit to Sri Lanka and uh, uh, met Prabhakaran. And uh, Karunanadi had no knowledge of uh, According to Karunanadi, at least, he had no knowledge of it. So this he thought as a betrayal. But more than this, the fact that Vaiko was kind of emerging as a force against his son. Somehow made a bit of a, uh, a, a you know, uh, it unsettled Karunanadi a little bit. And uh, so showing this as a reason that, look, you went and established a relationship with LTT because LTT, again, Karunanadi had a very ambivalent relationship with LTT. You know, on one hand, he supported the Tamil cause, but on the other hand, he wasn't very approving of the violence by the LTT. The also, the fact yeah. that MGR supported LTT, uh, uh, it could also be that reason, you know, that, that Karunanadi wasn't very comfortable with LTT. So, uh, and, and also in 1990, there was, a, there was a massacre that happened in Chennai where uh, the non-LTT Tamil factions who kind of had a meeting in Chennai at that time, uh, there was a leader called Padmanabha, uh, who, was, uh, who was a bitter rival of Prabhakaran uh, and a leader of uh, a party called EPRLF. They met and then uh, LTT uh, men who came in a car in a busy Chennai neighborhood, uh, you know, created a carnage. They just shot indiscriminately uh, uh, at, at this gathering, you know, and then he killed Padmanabha and then they escaped. Nobody was caught. So uh-huh. this is this is a very serious uh, uh, sort of an incident. Uh, uh, it was viewed as a very serious incident in the 1990s, uh, and of course, for all these reasons, Karunanadi, uh, you know, wasn't uh, you know showed these as a reason to sort of remove uh, Vaiko from the party. Of course, Vaiko went out. Uh, he it was a vertical split of the DMK. DMK vertically split at that time, and uh, nearly about 12 uh, district secretaries. Out of about 30 or 32, uh, they went with Vaiko. And then uh, he formed MDMK separately after that. Yeah. That's... Uh, uh, that, that, yeah, well, the rest was history. But yeah, again, Karunanadi, in Karunanadi's books, this is another backstabbing. This is another betrayal. So this forced him to depend on his family. That's why he, prop- he brought Karunanadi and then he also gradually brought his daughter Kanimori. So he was not again. So uh, if what I understand is he was not in favor of getting the family initially. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, okay. Honestly, at least there was no uh, evidence, at least, to suggest that uh, he was willing to bring in his family other than 
M.K. Stalin. M.K. Stalin himself was arrested in uh, uh, in, in the, the emergencies, yeah. you know. And then, uh, um, you know, so he he had some some sort of a role for Karunanadi, even sorry for for Stalin, even from the from the mid seventies and during the emergency period. But nobody else was uh, 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 foreseen as a sort of uh, 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 expected to enter the politics at that time. Then, you know, family became his his uh, his sort of a, a, a support called, system, uh, shield, a support. Yeah. And uh, and that was that was going fine. And of course, he had uh, his his nephew, uh, Murasoli Maran. Murasoli Maran was his, actually his sister's son. Uh, Karunanidhi was very close to his sister. And sister's son, he said that he, he liked Murasoli Maran even more than his sons. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, I'm I'm quoting all this from the book, by the way. So yeah. uh, so uh, so Karunanidhi trusted that family also. <laughs> and here uh, Vasanti makes a very, very uh, uh, wonderful uh, uh, sort of an observation that, you know, if you look at the education and smartness, the business acumen mm-hmm. of, of both these families, that is Karunanadi's own family and his mm-hmm. sister's, his nephew's family, his nephew's family was uh, naturally ahead, street smart. Because the Maran brothers was the one uh, who created the Sun TV, the Sun, Sun TV. Yeah. And um, and Dayanidhi Maran, of course, became the the central minister after his father's demise, and mm-hmm. uh, they they were not only making money, but they were projecting themselves as uh, as the entrepreneurs, the sophisticated urban elites, mm-hmm. compared to you know uh, sort of uh, not so well educated uh, sons of Karunanidhi. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them also had this image of uh, you know. Being uh, yeah, a, a kind of a riffraff, or you can say that you know, uh, it is it it is more like uh, I, I'm trying to use some decent words because you know, uh, <laughs> a sort of acceptable words, you know, something like uh, you know uh, Michael Corleone sort of ah okay so Michael Corleone was educated again. I don't know whether that that would be a proper analogy from the from the literature world, but yeah, very unsophisticated you could say, except again again except for Kanimori. And Kanimori mm-hmm. wasn't even uh, at uh, some point she was. I, th- I don't think she was. She was uh, uh, expecting a role in politics. Mm-hmm. You know, she she was basically a poetess and uh, a journalist. Yeah. yeah, she's she's a journalist in her own right. Um, so in two thousand seven, she has inherited. Uh, you know, sort of. She's called the one who has inherited Karnanidhi's literary. You could say that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because uh, because I know that uh, that she's she's published quite a bit of uh, poetry, mm-hmm. and uh, and when you she comes across as somebody who is uh, very uh, erudite in her, yeah. her understanding of the subjects and uh, and even even politics, uh, so she she is she is kind of inherited that quality of Karunanidhi. You, you're absolutely right about that part, uh, but you know the family things were going fine, okay. 2001, Karunanadi lost the election to Jayalalitha, and then um, you know this drama of uh, of uh, you know uh, un- un- unearthing quote unquote uh, corruption in Karunanadi government happened, and then he was arrested at the age of uh, um, I think 76 or 70, uh, 77 mm-hmm. or 78. Mm-hmm. You know he was dragged out of his house uh, in midnight, and you know all the drama happened. Yeah, I mean uh, 90s when I mean. Living up to the standards of movies, nineties were equally dramatic in the political world. Absolutely, no. The the the, the fanfare with which you know it was crass. It was uh, you know as citizens we were feeling bad because of uh, a lot of things. One, the assembly, uh, the, the 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 kind of violence that happened in Tamil Nadu assembly in nineteen eighty nine, where uh, Jayalalitha claimed somebody actually abused her, assaulted her. Uh, uh, you know uh, 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 things like that from the DMK's uh, chairs, of course. Um, and then uh, that that was ugly, uh, absolutely ugly. No, nothing to say. Uh, then, then 1995, 96, when Jayalalta conducted that very, very obscenely, you know, uh, obscene display of uh, of riches. You know that the wedding of her uh, mm-hmm. so-called adopted son, mm-hmm. where uh, the image was Jayalalta and Sashikala were wearing the 
the the jewelry you know mm. everywhere you could see from the top to bottom of their body there was jewelry and then uh, the police dgp at that time was actually walking in front of them as if to as if he was a kind of a personal bouncer so mm-hmm. it was it was that bad it was it was a very bad political scene and then karunanidhi's arrest was equally ugly but the problem uh, actually inside karunanidhi's family came in 2007 when uh, dinakaran there was a newspaper called dinakaran not mm-hmm. to confuse with the the politician actually it was yeah. a newspaper uh, uh, which is under the control of the marans they published mm-hmm. a survey asking who will succeed karunanidhi but you know the, uh, the funny thing was karunanidhi was still alive and he was still the uh, the chief minister and uh, there was no need for a survey like that it it, uh-huh. it looked like he privately requested them not to publish the the oh. survey okay uh, they went ahead and did it uh, uh-huh. saying that stalin is the most likely successor and aragiri was not so this sort of riled aragiri to the extent that uh, you know his goons attacked the dinakaran office in madurai mm-hmm. and, and uh, they kind of set fire uh, through fire bombs and stuff like that oh, in God. which two innocent people were killed and this mm-hmm. is uh, uh, instead of uh, you know i don't know whether karunanidhi could have actually gone on and punished aragiri but karunanidhi didn't even condemn this violence mm-hmm. and uh, on the contrary karunanidhi was celebrating his party was celebrating 50 years Uh, or um, there, there's there's some significant landmark either uh, of his government or uh, something. Uh, so they had a huge celebration in Chennai, in which uh, Sonia Gandhi was also participating. Mm-hmm. Aragiri was made to sit next to Karunanidhi. Aragiri was first of all made to receive. Uh, he was he was received by some of the top uh, functionaries of the DMK, mm-hmm. as if uh, you know he was he was some kind of a VIP. Okay. This this happened in days after the violence. This is. a uh, days after the 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 bombing of the the, the attack on the dinakaran mm-hmm. office so, and okay. uh, and he never questioned it of course this created a rift between the marans and uh, the karunanidhi mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the karunanidhi family itself and mm-hmm. then they patched up and they became they became all right what happened to the victim nobody knew what happened to people who lost their lives nobody so karunanidhi has this ups and downs this negative side to him you know to protect his family he he kind of didn't do the right thing mm-hmm. okay so uh, so if you look at this man's life you know there are there are lots of you know positives which is you know from a small village uh, you know uh, born into a, a backward class community um he decided to you know uh, uh, sort of become a leader of his own sort yeah uh, and he educated himself he's a very self taught man he's nobody taught no no schools no education in a, in a proper way he's more or less a self taught man and then he had the the guts i mean when he was uh, wanting to decide between periyar and anna there was a time in his life when he had to actually decide this, oh, this yeah in 1949 he he chose the right man <laughs> he went with the right man and then in 69 he had the wiliness to mer- To, to sort of get ngr support to become the mm-hmm. chief minister and yet keep him out of the government out of the cabinet and uh, and uh, you know even after the fallout uh, he sort of uh, survived you know 13 years and then came back as the chief minister so there was this a story of this relentlessly a, a kind of a tenacious politician yeah um, who, who kind of learned to swim with the tide and against it Even against it also yeah if circumstances warranted it and uh, survived of course uh, you know the things like 2g scam you know a lot of things actually came as a as a as a sort of a crushing blow to his reputation his government uh, actually uh, brought a lot of welfare schemes like 2 2 kg uh, rice and um, you know they 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 kind of uh, made the reservation for the backward class um lots lots of lots of uh, reforms that still resonates in tamil nadu politics and also politics across the country yeah so sort of like welfare welfareist schemes welfareist scheme and then putting people uh, uh, see that's what sometimes these are uh, these are uh, you know dismissed as uh, you know uh, freebies and, and and things of mm-hmm. course uh, 
it was brought to the extent that you know uh, you know free television you know giving free television and so on and yeah uh, the that kind of the cross or a little uh, um, you know uh, uh, not the right thing to do but mm-hmm. you know the essentials like uh, the public distribution system um, distributing rice um, creating samatvapuram samatvapuram is is like a kind of a, an equality village Oh, if you okay. you know yeah he created it you know uh, where uh, all all castes people from all castes and religions could live together and uh, you know he created a lot of them and then he created what is called the farmers market i'm talking about mm-hmm. this see 1996 to 2001 dmk government has been rated as the best tamil nadu has ever seen it mm-hmm. functioned like a like a a, a corporate uh, entity you know mm-hmm. where uh, you know they they had uh, Uh, you know they brought in investments they brought in uh, uh um uh, infrastructure um welfare measures everything job creation was very high at that time per capita income was uh, increasing you know it was it was probably the golden age of uh, of of the state uh, but but it is unfortunate that uh, you know the same man who who did so many good things is today remembered for dynastic politics that that is the tragedy yeah. and uh, yeah. reading reading this book is a is is a very interesting study of uh, uh, of how not only how politics works but also how you know a man can uh, you know get the instincts to survive huh yeah you know yeah. uh, it reads like godfather i mean uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's not uh, it is not uh, about uh, the crime that uh, crime family or uh, the crime syndicate that we're talking about it more or less reads like that you know michael yeah. carliani and then you know don no but i'll be very excited if someone adapts this into like a series or something no hmm i'm i'm sure you can expect the same because uh, uh, you know now that you have jayalalitha's uh, is biopic being taken by three people you know yeah it's uh, one is uh, the guy who uh, 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 al vijay who, who was doing it with kangana ranaut huh. uh, i think there's going to be a second uh, uh, season of uh, the the stories uh, talevi 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 is, is al vijay gautam vasudev menon himself is going to do the second one so when when this is going to do the rounds you could probably expect uh, someone to sort of you know do the same because it's it's come in se- september 2020 i'm sure uh, uh, it it would take a little time for people I, to yeah. sort of uh, do this yeah yeah i'm i'm really excited to see this book because i i'm sure i mean it it isn't a easy task first of all to to write and research about karnanidhi and you know give like a very uh, third person account of what would have transpired i think Yes. Yeah. What do you? What do you? What are? What are your comments on Jayanti's? Okay. Here, here's a very interesting fact that uh, I huh. should put it up, uh, which which probably we wouldn't be knowing uh, without this book. Okay. See, 1996. Uh, okay, I should give you two facts about two different books. Remember, mm-hmm. we discussed about NTR a few yeah uh, a few weeks back. Yes. Okay. See, NTR before his death told in an interview that. you know a regional leader a, re- mm-hmm. a leader from a regional party or a, 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 or a state mm-hmm. was going to become the prime minister of india he said this before his death in january 17 mm-hmm. or uh, sorry january 18 or 17 i'm not really sure 1996 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in june you know what happened you know that dev gowda became dev gowda yeah prime minister okay yeah. so okay now cut back to uh, may june that year mm-hmm. uh, there were there were a lot of intense discussions going on between chandrababu naidu who by then was the chief minister of andhra pradesh and uh, uh, you know the the communist leaders uh, harkishan surjit indrajit uh, gupta and uh, jyoti basu all of them you know so they wanted to create as a kind of a united front it was actually called united front huh. so they wanted to create united front and then they wanted to put uh, a non congress chief minister the congress was ready to support and mm-hmm. congress was at that time presided by uh, sitaram kesri mm-hmm. uh, all right so first thing they did was uh, you know they proposed karunanidhi's name as the prime minister mm-hmm. and karunanidhi said just one thing 
I know my heights. I can't be the prime. That that position is too too far uh, high for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And then Karunanidhi, Murasoli Maran, and I think it was Chandra Babu Naidu. All three of them mm-hmm. visited Dev Gowda, mm-hmm. and then persuaded him to be the chief minister, the the prime minister. Oh. And then till Karunanidhi, uh, till till Dev Gowda was uh, was uh, at the helm. Karunanidhi always used to kind of call him and tell him that, remember you are from the south, okay? So <laughs> do something from the south. <laughs> That, that's nice. Okay, so so you know, so this is how uh, this is this is another interesting tidbit I thought I should share. I, I um, mean, this, I mean, surely I think uh, not everybody are aware of this. I mean, this is this is this is nice, nice revelation. Yes, but I really like the way Karanidhi said that. You know, like when he was offered the uh, post of the prime minister, saying that I know my heights. I think I know my height. Yes, they said that. Yeah, And, uh, you know what is so wonderful about these leaders? I tell you. um okay there are two kinds of leaders that we know today and we see today okay there are people who fancy the, the job okay mm-hmm. for example in the olden days in 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 the in the days of uh, the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. charan singh was actually wanting to be the the prime minister he had he had that 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 uh, the ambition dream, ambition yeah. rather and chandrashekar had that ambition of course both of them Did not last more than six months in their uh, in their. I think Char- mm-hmm. Charan Singh didn't last uh, even a month, if I'm yeah. if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know there are there are others, like uh, you know I think uh, it was uh, Karunanidhi and then also Kamraj. Both mm. of them, they said no, we we don't want to be we don't want to be the prime minister because, you know we know our heights. Karunanidhi said that I know my heights. so so that is the beauty of uh, of some of these leaders and and the humility that uh, that they possess not even that the practicality you can't yeah. even call it humility it's just it's being practical. practical like what if you, if i have to be the prime minister let me last a term why would i just yes isn't it like it would be like a passing the ball like okay six it months that, six, uh, six months it won't be do, doing justice to it see yeah exactly okay. and these people knew one thing if you want to be the prime minister you should know hindi okay yeah. and uh, karunanidhi speaking hindi is like you know uh, it is so antithetical to 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 everything that he stood for yeah. you know so it won't be it won't be possible for him and his english wasn't adequate enough to survive uh, at that level you know so he knew his heights he was he was completely honest about what he thought of himself mm-hmm. okay so a wonderful book to pick up and read and uh, it's not a very very big one it's it's mm-hmm. would, uh, probably you could finish it in a matter of a couple of hours you know? oh okay it's not it's not, a, it's not a big one so uh, uh, so i i, I think so the nth is like the editor you know she like keep it short the abc is exactly yeah it's written by an editor so i'm sure uh, <laughs> she she um, somebody asked uh, elmore lenard once mm-hmm. you know how do you, how do you make a book interesting how do you write interesting books hmm. and elmore lenard is known for writing all uh, you know very very interesting books he said you know i write and then i cut out all the boring parts that's all yeah you need so, to do the editing right like that's that's the, the exactly no you should be honest enough and ernest hemingway supposed to have said you know hmm. uh, this is regarding uh, self editing he supposed yeah. to have said you know kill your darlings <laughs> I don't know who said this anonymous quote, but I, even when I started out, they used to say it right fearlessly, but edit mercilessly. So. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You know, that's that's exactly what uh, uh, Vasanthi has done, and uh, and it's very it's delightful to read both these books. I think if you want, uh, uh, you want to have a set of books to read uh, for the season, the election season. then you could also have amma and karunanidhi both by your side and uh, you get a perspective of uh, of both these leaders you know how the, the two viewed each other mm-hmm. and um, and you could make your make up your mind about who you think is better 
it's up to the reader <laughs> absolutely i mean yeah i mean see what happens is you know uh, we are uh, unfortunately ahmed we are living in a very polarized world yeah where people you have more opinions than facts yeah you have, uh, you have more hatred than understanding i think what these books can do is to give us the understanding so i you and i may not like uh, certain things that these people have done mm-hmm. but it will give us the necessary inputs to understand how to evaluate how to understand them where to put them mm-hmm. in the history of our country's politics the post independent or the post uh, emergency uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know the post 60s politics uh, if i could mm-hmm. say so so that's the kind of a perspective that you will get and uh, i mean even if you don't like politics i keep saying this all the time because you know uh, like stephen king i believe in the fact that you know you read a book for its story you know you yeah. read it because it's an interesting story yeah. this is this is beyond interesting some of the some of the sections of this book is uh, is way beyond interesting it it will rival any fiction i can mm. tell you that much so that should uh, encourage a lot of people to just try reading this book I exactly guess. exactly exactly that's it's fantastic so what about you i think i oh. have another book to talk about but uh, i think uh, i'll stop right here at this time and uh, <laughs> i thought uh, i'll let you talk about I mean, uh, your read so i think karnanidhi is such a you know character that i think for 30 40 minutes i don't think they are sufficient i mean you could go deep into the book and find some gems and you know it, it, it's a uh, mining process there are, there are a lot of lot of the gems yes as you are rightly so, saying uh, you know uh, some very nice things you know is see what i what i particularly like is the political astuteness you learn smartness from these people you know survival you know i mean these are real life stories so yeah. these are not fiction so you learn a lot from these stories that's true so talking about uh, you know uh, so i've gone i've told you that last week that i'll be uh, reading a classic so i took up this book called metamorphosis by franz kafka so yeah <laughs> okay now first of all as I, i when i started you know reading the i've never read any other book of kafka this is my first kafka book so when i started reading right. it you know slowly you know it's like okay this is the story this man is turned into some creature okay we don't know what creature it is it might be yes. like it gave me like uh, was it a spider was it a or dung, dung beetle, beetle? Could be was anything. it a yes. caterpillar fly i don't know what but some insect so right. so i was like okay fine he's turned into it and as i read through the book right you know i was it was a constant feeling of being melancholic you know right i was i don't know i i wanted it to continue but then at the same time i was like i was sad i don't know why but it was it, it i couldn't even say it's not sadness also completely like it's not sad which will make you cry but something very discomforting like okay i'm in a very unknown territory i don't know what to do but i just want to continue the journey So if I can give the food analogy, something like lemon pickle, okay. lemon pickle, it's like yeah. it is sour. Especially, okay. especially when you happen to bite this odd uh, lemon seed that gets in. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Yes, but you don't want to stop it, but you want to continue it. Like continue you know, you it. are in that you know very uh, dichotomy sort of a situation. But but here, uh, but the thing is that you know, at one point, I felt like. what is kafka saying it's very non linear so i mean the the story is straight forward but you know the ideas behind what are this is uh, gregor already dead is are we looking the story through his ghost or is he actually mm-hmm. transformed into one and maybe reincarnated as a, a insect so mm-hmm. what exactly is the idea behind it so it just blows your mind it gives you like various versions to think about i think to people uh, who like this sort of you know uh, if i can use like a today's analogy like a tarantino sort of a, a feel i think they would love this book they would absolutely love this yes. book but for those who want it upfront right like i just i'm just going to be a passive observer and i'm, I'm uh, going to let the story take me wherever it is i think that will put them behind you know like okay we are not going to uh not much of a kafka fan so i think that is where you know this the debate comes it is kafka you know overrated or underrated 
or something yeah. or he is a genius so that is how i think uh, this sort of no he intrigues you as a writer i guess you know you don't know you probably can't make up your mind about him but uh, but yeah you you want to sort of you allow this guy to intrigue you more and more and you want to just follow him and see where he takes you i think that's the charm of uh, someone like huh. kafka i guess absolutely and i also read his uh, a short biography of his and he died pretty early and yes and i, I don't know it is uh, because the last two books which i have read uh, both orwell and kafka i think both of them died early and i kind of feel sad about it like maybe i think he if he would have lived a little longer and his books were would have been more widespread maybe he could have answered those unanswered questions but yeah, uh, yeah. whatever he's left i think um, it just gives you uh, for a uh, you know for a very creative writer it just gives you okay take the story from here what are you going to do exactly and so, uh, there there's a very different way of telling the story you know you uh, you, you know uh, i i consider that you know sometimes it's very straightforward like you know you describe the scene mm-hmm. uh, which is which is what a lot of the present day readership uh, likes yeah i mean that i include myself in that you know although i i, I rather belongs to the, the the 80s generation 80s 90s generation i i somehow feel that uh, that i like i like a straightforward story but there's another way of telling story like like what kafka is trying here you know something mm-hmm. you play with the craft you play with the idea you play with the form yeah and and what comes out is something completely it's it's not in, incomprehensible but it's also Uh, very abstract. You know, not very comprehensible either. I mean, it's somewhere there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's the beauty of his work is that you know, or maybe I, I'm not sure if the because he wrote in what German and it's been later translated. Maybe did the translation have a role to play? I don't know. Possible. You know, I I I sometimes feel that uh, there are a lot of maybe maybe i don't know this the sophistication of translation that we have today for example the paulo coelho books i don't know if you happen to read any of them yeah um uh, you know they 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 are pretty um, excellent you know in terms mm. of the communicating the essence of uh, what coelho is trying to say um, mm. probably i don't know if 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 the translation back then um, mm. are, are kind of the same because you know uh, because it it see honestly you know how you approach a translate uh, a book uh, is, is 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 you know different it is up to you as an individual you want to make it thoroughly cerebral or maybe you want to sort of uh, make it a little more emotional it's up to mm-hmm. you so mm-hmm. i don't know maybe something there you're right I mean, about it i think the translator has a very important and a very big role to you know make or break so yeah. that that's also an important factor but Absolutely. you know leaving all that out but the fact just to think this one thought that a man becomes an insect or whatever the creature is and you introduce it just right in front of the book you know like just say the first line he gets up and i mean that is something amazing you know you just uh, start with a bang <laughs> absolutely i mean it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating book and also it's not a very you know long see what's it's what's something long. admirable about kafka is that i think he's not going um, too incisive about this you know he mm-hmm. keeps the length quite you know right for mm-hmm. someone to get involved in the story and then probably decide for yourself yeah no but, but when i was i had this experience like when i was reading the book you know i was expecting uh, it to be a bit you know a longer but then again kafka is you know just puts you you know just just puts you there you know just keep very abrupt ne suddenly i see oh it's the end i mean okay. it's dead that man is de- gone like wow okay so <laughs> that was quite surprising you know like you expect Absolutely. few more pages to be there and but then no yeah. that's how it ends so i mean i i i really appreciate that that sort of a craft that sort of like uh, you know you give the jolt to the reader you know but yes. one thing uh, i observed that as soon as you become very comfortable to the story you get used to being uh, you know discomforting there's another factor he introduces so you know you're in a, you're in that you you are in that continuous sense of being you know very uh, you're shaken by that you know you're continuously shaking yourself but 
you don't it doesn't become you know the usual thing so you don't you don't get used to it i think that's that that craft is what i loved amazing. about kapka amazing yeah you you always want to just get a little more into it you don't yeah. settle down on it you're right you don't settle down yeah. on it yeah so yeah it's it's it sort of uh, makes you dig more in and then uh, and then you know keep going with the experience exactly it's a, it's a quest you know it's not a, it's not an uh, end it's not it's not an experience but it's more a quest yeah but i would uh, actually you know have this analogy again so this is like a theme park ride the moment you know that okay this is going to go this way and i'm going to i'm used to the uh, thing that's going to go this way no it just turns upside down yes so you are you, yes. you know oh god this is a new experience i love that i love that sort of a surprise attack so, uh, so what about the tbr so what do you have let's in get your get the tbr yes, yes. um so you know that i'm i'm just uh, uh, just getting out of the mourning period for 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 my uh, after my aunt's uh, passing um so every time when someone goes you know when when something happens a calamity happens you know mm-hmm. you always want to see uh, you know you want to evaluate uh, life and evaluate what are you doing in this world you know that there's a question that we always ask Mm-hmm. uh okay if if uh, death can extinguish everything mm-hmm. what is that we are doing here you know what, what whatever is relevant that we are doing in this world you know because after we go probably you know it's it's not going to be any different from, uh, from what we are seeing now so that's when i thought uh, you know the best thing would be to uh, to sort of look at the spiritual quest you know um mm-hmm. is there is there a, is there a spiritual height that you could reach as an individual mm-hmm. i'm not talking about religion here i'm talking about you know uh, spirituality yeah uh, inner inner spirit in you there is a universe that you connect with there is there is a cosmic energy uh, i just i just want to explore uh, this uh, sort of uh, you know idea the uh, they sound a little esoteric but you know you mm-hmm. you kind of want to sort of go with it and then see if actually a human being can reach a height in his consciousness that's number 1 number 2 reach something which is beyond him beyond his existence and uh, that's when i kind of uh, stumbled on uh, this particular book called the quest this is uh, by mary alice jafala and uh, richard jafala and 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 this book is is, is basically talking about you know everybody knows that there is an you know there's, there's something profound and deep within and outside and uh, you know we want to find out what it is and this book promises to take us on that journey and uh, i think uh, although this may sound a little uh, philosophical or even a little uh, 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 ambiguous to a lot of people this is a kind of a journey that uh, all of us would like to take because uh, you know uh, a, a, a lot of who we are depends on uh, how much we understand uh, our inner self how how we handle our emotions and how we handle the fact of uh, our mortality you know these are these are real questions that we face as human beings and i guess uh, you know a spiritual journey or a, a spiritual quest uh would help uh, us in the process so that's going to be my tbr what about you wow that's that's nice but okay uh my tbr is pretty interesting so i've got this book okay this is called um, right. p greatest short stories so oh. okay so why yeah. want you, you know to... what you're almost making me change my mind about all the spiritual stuff i spoke <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah. <laughs> oh. so you i mean what you can do is uh, you can go on a spiritual journey and then when you come back you can you can enjoy you the take a take a sojourn sojourn uh, to you know in a in a in a story or two and then uh, get on with the spiritual journey again well not a bad idea i would say <laughs> that's so cool yeah so i what i want you to do is there are 50 right so i want you right. to like um, select three numbers for me from say okay. 1 to 50 like randomly and i'll randomly okay so yeah. you're giving me uh, you you're asking me to choose randomly yeah yeah all right so let me let me start with number 
number 15 is it okay let me see what yeah. is number 15. number 15 is uh, the lady or the tiger by frank stockton okay so from one frank to another frank now <laughs> okay <laughs> next one yes next one is 43 43 43 oh this is this is interesting it's called a terribly strange bed by wilkie collins Oh yeah, you're gonna like Wilkie Collins, I'm sure, because uh, uh, yeah, yeah, this is all the all the ghosty stuff, the the horror stuff. Oh, oh, that's why the terribly strange bed. <laughs> yeah. Might you might like, or maybe I don't know. Maybe she 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 talks about the uh, uh, the family uh, or the romance. I don't know. This is uh-huh. very intriguing. Well, yeah, try it out and let me know what it is. Okay. Okay. Third last one. one. Yes. Yeah, third and the last. Number twenty-eight. Twenty-eight, twenty-eight. Oh, it is called a horseman in the sky. Ambrose Bierce. Ambrose Bierce is good writer. It's an excellent writer. So yeah, so I'm looking okay. forward. Okay, why did to... you make me choose this? Uh, does it mean that you're going to read story number fifteen, twenty-eight, and forty-three? Probably not necessarily in that order. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I'll I'll read the stories and I'll let you know. What what I think of them next oh, week. Nice. So again, okay. repeating fifteen, yes. <laughs> the lady or the tiger. Then it's the terribly strange bed and the horseman in the sky. Okay, one, that actually makes the sentence. One piece of one piece of advice that I'll give you is you know, uh, don't read the terribly strange bed while lying down in your own bed. But you know, who knows that might that might seem uh, strange to you. I wouldn't uh-huh. like that. I wouldn't like uh, you coming back and and criticizing me for choosing that story for you. So. <laughs> no. Um. So what I'll do? Okay. If it's ghost related, I'll probably desist reading during the night. Uh. I'll just go to the hall and wait for you know like a nice afternoon when everybody at home is in in, in their own siesta. So right. I'll do it then. I'll do that. That's wonderful. And uh, yes, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be. Interested and uh, actually very eager to find out what these stories are about, and uh, I'm going to give you a lot of time next week to describe this for me and for our listeners. And uh, yes, let's have some fun with this. Well, good. Perfect, perfect. Thank you, sir. It was a superb episode, and I love. I mean, I I love politics, and and. Uh, Talking about Karnataka was fun. I just had the gala time. I could, I can say that. And also, uh, looking forward to next week to read the books. And uh, yes, if for our audience too, right? So if you have any books that you would want us to read, just let us know. Like you know, write down yes. in the comments or send us an email. That would be perfect. And uh, don't. Uh, I mean, we like both uh, the bookcase and the brick bats. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. you, you can. Uh, send us your thoughts and uh, you know your uh, opinions are much valued here yes definitely yes yes all right sir so have a Thank great you. week ahead and uh, let's meet up again yes. at the same time with with the, with the books that we have read absolutely so thank you very much uh, ahmed and have a good uh, reading for the rest of the week bye yes bye sir that's all in today's episode Tune in this evening on our news update podcast from the newsroom to catch all the exciting developments of the day and to get the news while it's still budding. For latest news and updates, log on to www.deckenherald.com. Check out our e-paper at www.deckenheraldepaper.com. To read news on the go, sign up to our Telegram channel t.me/deckenheraldnews. Keep up with the news from your interested sphere by downloading the all-new Deckenherald app, in which you can personalize, have quick glance at news shots, check highlights, and even listen. Too. You can get it from Google Play Store and Apple App Store, and you can find the links to the same in the description.